0: At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier
1: days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee, a bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more, soak in the sunshine a little more, and fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore, we're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee, brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. We are live in
2: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live on C2CRadioShow.com, Spreaker.com, user slash Corner to Corner, Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, you name it, we're there, and we're live. It's Monday night, that means Raw's probably going to suck, and outside of an entertaining first segment, we're probably right. But well, what earlier. was
3: the first segment?
2: The first segment was Randy Orton celebrating 20 years. Um, mm-hmm. and it was it was fast actually because it's 8:30 and they're into their first match, which is almost unheard of for Raw. Um, anyhow, they did like a video package for Randy Orton's 20 years in WWE, which is crazy. It is crazy to envision that it's been 20 years. But. 2002 be about the right time that's about the time that the ruthless aggression era started so um anyhow they do the video package and we get matt riddles out there basically celebrating randy orton and then he says we've got one of your best friends out here who can't wait to help you celebrate and out comes the american nightmare cody rhodes then seth rollins interrupts and says wait wait a second, don't trust Cody Rhodes. He's going to steal your moment. Then Ezekiel, not Elias, Ezekiel comes out and says, hey, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but you know, I, I, I can't help but tell you how much your career means to me. And me and my older brother, Elias, would watch you all the time. And I just wanted to introduce myself. And they do this whole introduction thing, which cues Kevin Owens, wait a goddamn minute, you're a liar. That's not Ezekiel. You're Elias. You've got all of these people fooled. I don't care that you passed a lie detector test last weekend, or last week, rather. You're well, Elias. Of course, everybody boos him, because everybody knows that Ezekiel is Elias's little brother. Make it make sense. Somebody <laughs> make it make sense. I mean, it's entertaining. They're doing exactly what I was hoping they would do. It's what I told you before we started, but... It's like what? <laughs> the only, only WWE would come up with a storyline like this. I mean, it's it's insane. It's insanity. But we go from that to I'm the evil bad guy, the evil authority figure. I'm Sonya Deville. I got my title shot tonight, and the first shot she has, she smacks Bianca Belair over the back with a chair. Loses by disqualification, but that's not enough. No, no referee. No, Mr. Official. I'm changing the rules. It's going to be a no disqualification match. So, no disqualification. Rings the bell. Out comes Carmella and Zelina. And the match goes to, or the show goes to commercial. But, guess what? It all doesn't matter because Bianca Belair just beat Sonya Deville in the middle of the ring after a KOD. Make it make
3: huh. sense, Brian. Make it make sense. This is three, WWE. doesn't make sense. Three on one, but hey,
2: you'll beat all of them.
3: Nothing I, makes sense.
2: I'll say this. AEW never puts us in this position. We have questions sometimes, but we're never like, make it make sense. Like, uh, Satnam Singh comes out Wednesday. We're all like, eh, know if that was the right thing to do friday he shows up at rampage and we're like ah that makes sense (laughs) so
3: it wasn't too much you know cloudiness there well i mean i i guess for him it would have been one thing if uh people knew who he was well i think by friday they knew who he was
2: Right, we knew who he was. Yeah. We got a little bit of the backstory. Most of AEW's audience is tuned in with, you know, Fightful and the the Observer and everybody. So as soon as they get that intel, oh, it clicks. Right. So then Friday he right. comes out there and now he's moving with a purpose. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this guy is something. So, again, it's like I said, Wednesday, no energy. The guy's just slow. He's sluggish. We talked about it last week. Friday night, he comes out there, and you're like, oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Big boy came to play. All right. Cool. Meanwhile, on SmackDown... Oh, wait. No, I didn't watch SmackDown. (laughs) I didn't make time for that. I didn't want to. Who does? Yeah, I mean, there's... Obviously, you know, with with Cody on Raw, I want to watch Cody's segments. But... I really don't care about the tag titles. I really could care less about the women's division. I mean, no disrespect to Bianca Belair. She's great, but come on. When your top contenders are Sonya Deville, who's never active. Sorry, she's just not. Uh, Carmella, who congratulations to her for getting married, but that's her biggest accomplishment so far. And Zelina, who hasn't been utilized properly since, like, ever.
3: She left and came back.
2: Right, oh, that's true. She did leave, come back, and then suddenly she's queen of the ring, queen Zelina, and women's tag champ. Former. Eh, okay, sure.
3: But I mean, to me though, they suffer from, you know, same old matches. Just different night.
2: It, you're really you're dead on because they unite they unify the titles. With Roman and Brock at uh, Mania. Which, I mean, either way it would have sucked. Let's not, let's not you know, paint it any differently. Brock winning versus Roman winning. Brock might have been funnier. I'll give it that. But outside of that, it's basically, okay, well your brand split doesn't mean shit. Uh, the Usos, so we want to send you to Raw and I want you to unify the tag titles. So what's next? The Intercontinental title and the US title, they gonna merge those two? That worked out so well the first time.
3: Oh the I mean, you know. That's what they're gonna do, I'm sure. I mean, it all has a purpose, right? I'd These unifications. The <laughs> I mean So I guess. Now they can trim a hundred man roster down to fifty. And we'll really have the same old matches.
2: You know, there's, there are people that will go on to any multimedia platform or social media platform you can think of, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and they'll make a comment of, AEW's roster is too big. However, at least with AEW's roster, if CM Punk takes two weeks off, We've still got a banger of a match with Adam Cole and whoever he faces. If Hangman Page isn't there this week, we can still fill in with Pena Escuro And you know what I mean? Like you've got these people that you can cycle in and out. This is essentially what you would have if you had a season for wrestling. It's just basically cycling talent in and out and doing it properly. Never mind a dark and elevation is actually being used to elevate different talent. Like, look at Scorpio Sky. He was undefeated for over a year because of dark and Elevation. So when he won the TNT title,
3: it made sense.
2: Granted, he lost. Yeah, but
3: I, I mean, what's, what's absolutely ridiculous is the WWE had a roster that big too, right? Yeah, yeah. And they probably had a bigger roster. I would say so. Yeah it was always the same rematches. Yeah. And yet, AEW's got a roster that big, and you rarely see the rematch.
2: I'm trying to think. I can't think of a rematch that happened more than three times total. And that's over the course of maybe six months in AEW. That's a pretty good average. Cuz you got Thunder Rosa and Britt. That happened over the course of 2 years. If you really do the math on that. So that ain't it. You got Ruby Ruby Soho against Britt. Okay, there's two rematches. Not 3, just 2. Adam Page and Kenny Omega, 2. Adam Cole and Jungle Boy, that might be 3. Maybe it's two. Either way, they're all spread out. So when something happens in the first match, and like, for example, MJF and CM Punk in Chicago beats them by dubious means. So the rematch has to happen, but we're going to up the ante. It's not going to be in any normal rematch. It's going to be a dog collar match. So now it means something. Now there's stakes. And it actually matters.
3: I feel you just, you're just dejected today.
2: I told you, man. I told you before. You asked, "He's like, are we doing the show today?" I'm like, Psh, I ain't got no motivation to do it. And I'm not gonna lie, I don't like wrestling news right now. Is the worst.
3: What I'm, are I'm, you talking about? I, I'm
2: happy. I'm happy in a lot of ways. So I'm not. Don't don't get me wrong. Forbidden door, and we're gonna talk about that at length. I'm sure. But Forbidden Door is a big, big deal. But, like, if people's sole purpose to get exciting for wrestling is the return of Mustafa Ali, and I know this is going to upset some of our core listeners, I'm sorry, but you've got to find something better to do with your time. For the better part of, like, three years, Mustafa Ali was thrust into retribution and then literally buried at the bottom of the card. And then as of the past, is it three months he's been inactive now? Yeah, basically not on TV. I'm not coming to work. You guys aren't doing anything with me. Let me go. They say no, we're not going to do it because, you know, hey, he actually had quite a bit of time left on his contract. Um. So there's, there's your biggest part of the news as far as WWE is concerned. AEW, I mean, meanwhile, they're making waves and WWE in a – in a koi pond. <laughs> That's it's like the difference. I mean, <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling in All Elite Wrestling. Put it to you this way. Brian, you know you know my wife. You know she is usually, usually a pretty stalwart WWE type fan. Usually. Although mm. we've been really pulling her to our side. The announcement for Forbidden Door happens on Wednesday. And I don't think I've ever yell, heard her yell as loud. Like, Holy <laughs> shit, I can't believe it. Oh my god. And I'm like, did did Brian like st- what what happened here? <laughs> like I had no idea what was going on. I'm like, this is exciting shit, but wow. She's pumped. <laughs> By the way, she is so jealous of you.
3: I just want you Why? to know that.
2: Because you and Sharon are trying to
1: go.
3: <laughs> She's so jealous. Oh, listen, so it's a it's a it's a done deal, right? The question is how many tickets I score. Right. Get as many as you can, then sell them bastards. No. (laughs) Go make some money. No. No, no, Dude, you
2: could do it though.
3: Now yeah, but that's not I think I think people that do that like I it's one thing if you like you know, you have an extra. Right. Right. And somebody can't go and now you gotta get rid of it. That's one thing. But if you for you to intentionally buy these outright with the sole purpose of reselling it, you're an ass. Straight ass.
2: I mean, as long as you're not buying like
3: 15 to 20, don't do that.
2: You know, maybe, uh, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, even if you buy. two. Yeah, but even if you're buying two, you're an ass. Wow. And I mean really? that in the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Because think about it. So... Let's say, uh, who knows, right? Who knows if this thing's even going to sell out, right? Shit. Well, who knows? You didn't just. I I mean, you never know. You never know.
2: Where's Booker T when you need him?
3: (laughs) All right. So let's say I buy a hundred dollar ticket, two hundred dollar ticket that I plan on reselling, right? Sells out five minutes, right? Meets expectations. Next thing you know, on the black market, these tickets are going for $800. So I stand to gain $700, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what I might have done? I might have screwed a little kid out of going.
2: See, that that I get. I get that. That makes sense. Because you, to to you want to encourage young fans.
3: Yes. And to me, it's no different than... You know, the comic books or action figures or any of that crap.
2: I'm with right? you on the action figures. That shit drives me nuts.
3: Yeah, you're a straight ass. That's all there is to it. And that, I mean, that's, you know, that's why I would never do it. Again, if I if I bought an a- and had an extra, then that's one thing. But I'm not intentionally going to buy them. You know, now if it was like a WWE pay-per-view, I might buy them so people don't have to go. But
2: (laughs) that's messed up. (laughs) Oh yeah, I got four,
3: but I'm saving four people from watching that horrendousness. (laughs) (laughs) I threw them in the trash. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, pal. (laughs) (laughs) He's gonna puke. (laughs)
2: That'd be awesome. Somebody puked on their tickets.
1: <clears throat>
2: we make our own but yeah i, I around mean,
3: here you know I, I I don't I don't see the purpose of buying something just to turn around and resale folks if you're listening to
2: us through c2c Radio show.com feel free to drop in the chat what do you think about forbidden door Are you gonna go who what match oh, do you want to see happen I'm going so Brian has indicated. He has made his no, his his plan fact. He's booked his trip. He's going. Now how I'm he going. gets there, how he gets in the door, we don't know yet. But he's going. So one way or the I other, have, even if even if it's a voicemail, we're going to get his verbal report from the show.
3: Yes. Hotel is booked. Okay. Friday to Monday. Uh I will purchase at least one, if not two, tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife's going to Chicago, but she's that not doesn't too... mean. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't
2: really want to go. <laughs>
3: I mean, so if I can only get that. two, she's still yeah. going, and she'll be happy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotel is a half a mile from the arena.
2: There's going to be so much shit going on that day. You know that, right? There's going to be freaking signings.
3: There's going to be. Well, no, and that's. that. I'm hoping that's Saturday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a damn wrestling festival. Like, it's like Woodstock for wrestling, is what I'm anticipating.
3: Uh, so, I don't know if it'll be that crazy, but I imagine there's going to be a huge fan fest.
2: A lot of people that don't shower regularly.
3: Uh, yes. Uh...
2: <laughs> Take your mask. I wouldn't normally tell you this, but take your mask.
3: (laughs) You don't know what these people have. (laughs) Uh, We have discussed the purchase of FanFest tickets. Oh, you got it. Should should one pop up. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go from there.
2: Oh, man. So as soon as the announcement came and went, which, by the way, how cool was it the way they did it? So you start off, and it's Tony Khan and the President of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And as soon as he announces the President of New Japan, we knew what was happening. And that's and as soon as he came out. By the way, my wife just starts screaming, "Holy shit!" Like she didn't think it was going to happen.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I
2: was, I, I've, I've been subscribed to Fightful Select for a long time, and the guy has yet to really fail with his news. He's, he's pretty damn good. So I had an inkling, but there was a lot of different rumors. We talked about that last week of the trios, titles, and some other stuff. Oh, by the way, technical note, for last week's episode, if there's any audio skipping, I apologize for that. I did my best to edit that out and re-upload it yesterday, so give it a shot. Um, But I do know there's a few skips in there that I just couldn't get rid of because they were just super hard to move out of the way. (laughs) But anyway, the, the announcement comes and goes for Forbidden Door. And as I said, my wife just continues to lose her shit the entire time. And then the the question comes, who do we see? Who who competes at Forbidden Door against one another? Because the plan right now is AEW versus New Japan.
1: Mm.
3: So, Brian, we got
2: Switchblade
3: options. Yeah. There's some Go trickery going on there.
2: So Switchblade and Adam Cole interrupt the announcement and they are the ones that say this is happening. And Switchblade says that the Bullet Club and the Undisputed Elite notice how they very, very casually just moved the name of the Elite to the Undisputed Elite. Mm-hmm. I like that, by the way. It's a good name for them. But they predict, basically, that it's going to be a Bullet Club celebration, essentially. Right off the top, I'm like, nope, we're getting a Civil War.
1: hmm
2: This is a swerve. Jay mm-hmm. White and Adam Cole are going to be out there. It's going to be Adam Cole is probably going to win the Owen. And then Jay White's going to jump him. And then the Bullet Club Civil War will finally happen in the States it's coming I don't know
3: how I feel about that (laughs) you don't have a choice
2: bro (laughs) we're about to see the young bucks get chucked into the stands (laughs) we're about to see Jay White is going to beat the shit out of Adam Cole. By the way, I can't wait for that match. That match will be amazing. Um oh speaking of amazing matches, if you didn't watch Rampage this week, then shame on you. Because Adam Cole against Ishii was
3: amazing.
2: I think Ishii might be my new favorite New Japan guy.
3: For now. For now.
2: For now Well, you. I mean, it's it it's always gonna be Okada. Okay, let's be real. It's always going to be Okada for me. But a very close second right now is Ishii. And somewhere around third or fourth is Tanahashi, Kota Bushi. I mean, come on. There's a good list there. Yeah,
3: I guess.
2: (laughs) Naito, you got Evil, you got... I mean, come on. Naito... So okay, as soon as the announcement is official, I throw over to Twitter, I'm like, oh say so Tony Khan, I know you didn't ask for matches, but here's some suggestions. And I put a few out there, got got a little bit of a little bit of traffic on it. You know, some people kinda of thought it was good ideas. Um I, I would love to see Jay White against Mox. Okay, what else you got? I want to see Adam Cole against Naito. Alright. I want to see Red Dragon against the G.O.D. Notice I left the Bucks out of that. I want that to happen, but I want that to happen later. We talked a little bit about it last week. I said, I want to see Will Osprey against Brian Danielson. I want to see that match. I mean, come on. The only thing that make that better would be Zack Sabre Jr. against Danielson. Or shit, make it a a triple threat. Jeez, could you imagine that?
3: I don't know if I want a triple threat. I mean, I'm down with... uh... Danielson and Osprey, or Danielson and Zack Saber Junior. I just I don't know if I want a triple threat. Then, of
2: course, as far as I'm concerned, the main event, because we're not going to get the one we're not going to get the obvious one. It's just not going to happen. He's not healthy. So I said, Hangman hey, Page against Okada.
3: Oh, I thought you were going a different direction.
2: Well, Omega's not healthy. Obviously, no, no. Omega
3: and Okada would be amazing. No, no. So, all right, so here, hopefully, right? Hopefully, right? You know I've been screaming for this for a long time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's why when the announcement was made, my, ma- my mind started to do the math, and I decided I'd give up a Disney trip next year to... Go to Chicago this year, right? That's a good. What story. better way? What better way to get my first AEW pay per view and my first New Japan Pro Wrestling show than to do it together in Chicago, where it all started? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So I, but personally, I hope this isn't a one off, right?
2: Right, right.
3: <clears throat> I, I made mention of it. I hope this is like. The Alpha and Wrestle Kingdom is the Omega, right? The bookends. Yeah. yeah. I don't really see with an AEW pay per view smack dab. What, uh, when is it? Uh, when's the next pay per view? It's coming up. So,
2: Double or Nothing's in May. May, yeah. And then you've got so I, All Out in September.
3: Yeah, yeah, but, but you have, um, the May pay per view, double or nothing, and then you have the uh, double, uh, not double <laughs> for Vendor <laughs> in June. Right, right. Well, right.
2: I'm just, I'm just talking about AEW pay per views overall.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, but to me, you don't have a lot of build up, right? <laughs> and there's so many matches that you just want to see. Oh, sure. So I hope. That this has, for me personally, you get Punk versus Okada. Oh, in shit. the main event. <laughs> okay, and then we carry over into Wrestle Kingdom, right? By then we're we're clicking on all cylinders with this, right? Right, and we get Danielson versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. Oof. I, I, you know, to me, it's you know, it's it's only fair. to put a much bigger match for the main event of Wrestle Kingdom.
2: Man, I'm not opposed to that. I think uh, I think Danielson could pretty much go on, at any level with any any of those people. So yeah, uh, Danielson and Okada, I'm all for that. And Punk and Okada. I think we're going to get CM Punk and Kenta. I think that's the match we're going to see, which will be badass. But Punk and Okada is very intriguing.
3: Yeah, but in in uh, Kenta, doesn't he have a thing for Mox?
2: No, that's the thing. Well, he does. He does. But see, Kenta has the go to sleep and he's always on social media about how he wants to face Punk because oh, Punk okay. is the go to sleep.
1: Hmm.
3: I mean, we win either way, but,
2: <laughs> I mean, it's it. there's no losing
3: in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see, you know, with New Japan, they have the G1 Climax. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some intermingling of AEW in that. And then, Brian get the match at Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I'd almost be willing. I I might with the entertain jumping on a plane going to Japan.
2: Jeez, that's an eighteen-hour flight, sir.
3: I don't care. God. <laughs> <It's Okada laughs> versus Danielson. It's don't a put yourself the you talk class. about a like a true legit dream match.
2: Oh, right? definitely. Yeah.
3: As far as like pure wrestling goes. That's it. I've seen uh, Omega and Okada one and two, although they're you know they're great. Some of the best ever. I want to see mm-hmm. uh, Brian Danielson Okada. And again, I want to see that Wrestle Kingdom. Well, I don't I know mean, why. That... I want to see that Wrestle Kingdom.
2: That's just the the. The real interesting part is what happens between now and June. Now and Forbidden Door. So, mm-hmm. I mean, double or nothing, we already know that's going to be a great pay-per-view. I mean, AEW has yet to to, to deliver a bad one. I'm, I'm sure it's possible, but they just haven't yet. With Forbidden Door, you've got so many opportunities, so the build to this pay-per-view is going to be great. Obviously, you got a Bullet Club presence, so... I assume that Jay White will be buddy-buddy um, with the Elite until the night of the show. I think that's what we're going to see. But outside of that, that's why the 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 tweet that I sent with the suggested card, I mean, that's just spitballing. You You just laid out matches that were like, well, okay, we could do that too. You know, there's so many options here. Um, and I'm I'm woefully and grossly underprepared for who is the IWGP Tag Champs, Heavyweight Champ, and all that.
3: I got to look up um, right now. In Cobb and oh crap, I can't remember. Here we go. I think it's a Cobb with and somebody else with the Tag Champs.
2: Okada's the World Champion. Uh, he uh-huh. beat uh, Takaji at Wrestle Kingdom. Junior heavyweight, El Desperado. Uh, the U.S. title is vacant because of Sonata's uh, left orbital bone injury. The never openweight championship, evil. I didn't know there was a strong open weight championship. Uh, Tom Lawler was that champion. The tag champions uh, are the United Empire, you said it. Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn. Um Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions, six or nine. I don't know anything about these guys. Master Wato and Rasuke Taguchi.
1: I'm like, on my phone. I know, but like
2: I The never open weight six man tag champions, the House of Torture, Evil Show and Takahashi, and then the KOPW is King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, And that's uh, King of Pro Wrestling against Tai Chi. Some of these titles I've never heard of before. Um, But there's a lot of options there. I mean, Evil with a never-open weight. God, put him against Pac. That could be good. Or El Desperado.
3: Yeah. Yeah, but something tells me double or nothing may change the landscape. Of uh, AW, Mm-hmm. So, could be, could be interesting.
2: So, what do you think is going to happen at Double or Nothing?
3: <clears throat> well, I mean, I think you're foolish not to put it on Punk. Especially leading into Double or Nothing. Um... I'm sure FTR is probably going to get the tag title shot, and do what they do best.
2: And that's win, baby.
3: And that's that's right. That's that's hold. That's that's win. So that would be FTR versus Cobb and his partner, probably at Wrestle Kingdom. Why wouldn't you? Um, let's see, I'm trying to think what the other matches are. I think Thunder Rosa will retain once they get that squared away. I'm trying to, what else? What else have they announced? Um,
2: Well, they haven't announced the TNT title match yet. So we don't know. Well, Sammy's got the ladder match this week. By the way, it was two weeks ago where I said, you know, I don't know if Sammy is uh, maybe one week. ago, I don't know if Sammy's ready the main event. I don't know if he's going to be that top guy. So what happens? First, he wins the TNT title. back, And now, he's going to have a ladder match on Wednesday, which is probably going to eclipse his and Cody's match. So, I'll just sit here and shut the
3: hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him, though, by the way. Good for him. That's going to be great. However, though, however, though, this may be one of those uh... You know, ones where you look wrong, Mm -hmm. but the only reason why you're wrong is because they they got it right. They flipped him when they should have flipped him. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, they they read the room. They did a great job with that. Um, Because it's just you can't have the same reaction for every champion all the time. You can't always go for the Cody approach where they're just making noise. You got to... You got to do what they're telling you to do, so to speak.
3: Yeah, I mean that was a stroke of genius on their part. Yeah. Oh, He's, Sammy, they're starting to boo you. Just go out there and piss them off.
2: Well, it's it's interesting because I never thought I'd see the day, and and I I texted you and Rob about it. I never thought I'd see the day where Dan Lambert is a good guy. <laughs> like what the what kind of bizarro world are we living in where Dan Lambert is a face? Oh shit!
3: But here we are. Well, I, so I don't know if he's a face. I just think he's like how, how do I put this? Less, more, more likable. I guess more likable than than what's his name right now. He's than not as Sammy. much of an asshole as Sammy. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> Sammy. Yeah.
2: I mean, by the way, uh, a big. Big shout out to uh, Ethan Page for a phenomenal promo. After getting the uh, getting his eye busted up, and just getting on the microphone, both right after it happens and in the following week, and he might be he might be that that sleeper that comes out of nowhere and just surprises everybody and takes a top spot. Maybe not right away, but he he could definitely get there.
3: Oh yeah, well I mean if you give him an opportunity.
2: His uh, his former tag partner Josh Alexander won the Impact World Championship this past weekend. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. Everything's coming up uh, coming up gold for the for the North. Maybe.
3: <laughs> mm, maybe. So maybe Paige turns on Scorp.
2: Yeah, that would be cool, actually, because I don't think anybody would see that coming. Mm -mm. Poor Scorpio. Scorpio just can't can't keep
1: friends.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Wrestling is a crazy business.
2: It is. It is. It it is the craziest thing in the world to be a fan of. Short of pro football, I think those are the wildest sports to be a fan of. Basketball kind of is what it is every season. Baseball breaks my heart every season. Um, Except for 19. That was a good season. Um, But wrestling and football, man, you never know what's going to happen, like, ever. The old saying of any given Sunday, remember?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: I mean, the same could be said for any given Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, I guess. You, well, okay, well, let's just say Wednesday and the other part of Friday. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because the other two, not so much. But, I mean, you really don't know what's going to happen. I mean perfect example of this. Adam Page, everybody wanted Adam Page to win the championship. It was no dispute. Everyone wanted to see him beat Kenny Omega. It made sense. The story wrote itself. Then he wins the title and no sooner does he win the title, but the very next week on Dynamite, people start saying, ah, maybe Adam Page isn't the right guy to be champion. There are people right now, Brian, that say Adam Page is a failure as world champion.
1: Yeah, I can't those believe this heads. being
2: said. These they're are AEW heads. faithful saying it.
3: No, I don't is think they're faithful.
2: mind-boggling to me.
3: And so, I, again, I don't think they're faithful, honestly. I mean, the, 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 the trip you went on for those two years mm-hmm. and to give up on a guy... Like that fast? You're not You're a little. You're just a tag old. Get off the wagon. Get off.
2: I mean, I can understand that there's, there's Kenny Omega diehard fans. I can understand that there are people that wanted to see maybe somebody else. Maybe Mox get it back. But Mox getting it back wouldn't have been the right time. Plus, he had all his personal stuff he was going through that we didn't even know about. Looking back, we can see it now. But seriously, who else would have been next man up? MJF wouldn't have made sense at that time. Yes, he can do it, but he wouldn't have been the logical choice. Jericho wouldn't have been. Cody wouldn't have been. Cody had written himself out of it. You really only had Adam Page.
3: Uh, but I mean, by then, you could have had Bryan Danielson, CM Punk... Page, of course, Cole. Um, any of those three could have been believable.
2: Could you have seen them putting the title on any of those three like within the first few months instead of making it Paige?
3: Listen, you don't think somebody probably had to talk Tony off the ledge when seeing Punk came back to give him that title first thing? I
2: mean, look how quick he put the titles on FTR. So that's not a bad observation. FTR was I, in I, building for maybe I mean, three I'm rather weeks. shocked.
3: Yeah, I'm rather shocked that he hasn't held that title yet. Same thing with Brian. Yeah. I mean, literally nobody is wrestling better in your company right now than Brian Danielson. I agree. I he may be that-
2: the actual best in the world right now.
3: Yeah, in the world. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I dare say, in the world. <clears throat> and you could have done it, and you may have actually increased your viewership by doing it. I mean, think about it. You could have had, you could have had, uh, you know, Omega. And I think Omega was champ when Seeing Punk got here. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was so you, he, he had yeah. he
2: hadn't lost it yet
3: yeah you could have had Don piss off tony oh really okay well i got an opponent for you tonight on tonight on dynamite we're gonna do mm-hmm. it on dynamite you versus a mystery opponent you don't think that everybody in the in the world would have turned on dynamite if Omega's out in the ring, they're hamming it up and cult of personality hits.
2: Oh, I'd have gone through the roof. You know that for sure. I'd have been like, it's, then happening. That, it's happening. It's <laughs>
3: happening. And then they put it right on him.
2: So, as a CM Punk like fan, I would have loved it. But the reality of that is, you know, Punk being out... Of wrestling for seven years uh, would he have been able to well we know now <laughs> that he was able to hang but <laughs> if you got Danielson Adam Cole and, and CM Punk pick from dude that's that's crazy
3: that I mean me personally I, yeah me personally it's, it's Danielson right I, I would have put it on him the first night and that would have brought in some of your WWE crowd,
1: mm-hmm.
3: but I'm <clears throat> sorry. Um, I mean, it's there, there are others, right? That you probably could have done that too. Also, but the fact of the matter is that page, it was his story. Agreed. Yeah, so for the first two years, it's all about him getting that title.
2: So of the AEW World Champions we've had up to now,
3: mm-hmm.
2: how would you grade Adam Page's run?
3: How would I grade him? Yeah. As far as just matches go? Matches, performance, on the microphone, just
2: overall, how, how would you say he's handled his championship reign? You know, A, being the best... I- F being a fail.
3: Uh, so I think I'd put him number so no. two or three. No. Excuse me. I think Mox would come in at four. Right? Not to say he didn't have good matches or nothing, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really talk. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so then Go ahead. I think oh I think Jericho and Paige you could flip either way.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: at two and three. I think Omega's probably had the best. But I think like match wise I think Page might have the best.
2: That makes sense. When I think of Adam Page's run as champion, I think of Bret Hart's first run. And then I turn it up like two notches. Because that's what Adam Page has done. He came out there with a solid babyface reaction. Because of what was happening in the background, he didn't get to defend it right away. That wasn't his fault. They finally put him in a situation where he can start defending it. And he over delivers big time. Hell, his feud with, that, with Lance Archer, his match with Lance Archer, that Texas death match, it was pretty damn good. It was probably one of the best matches Lance Archer's had in AEW yet. Of course, Brian Danielson. I mean, those are classics. You get to Adam Cole. Again, classics. How many times can this guy put on just tremendous contests, and people call him not a successful champion? I I don't understand how that can possibly be.
3: I think you just need to let Musk buy Twitter, leave it alone, stop looking at Facebook. Uh I mean, again, i i read the I read the boards too, and most of them are for people that have no clue what pro wrestling is. None. <laughs> again, these are the type of people. What was the one? Um, a few weeks ago, I, I'm pretty sure we uh, we saw it when they were talking about ECW. <laughs> oh, there was there never wasn't champion. This... Yeah, there wasn't this much blood in ECW, and then Sheamus, and, I mean, they're talking about the WWE's version. These are the people you're dealing with when you read the message boards.
2: If you're Paul Heyman and you see that, how much do you cry?
3: (laughs) Oh, I I bet you he probably broke his phone. Because you know he (laughs) found out about it, right? You know he found out about it.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
3: so yeah I mean it's the same thing as as the whole uh, Bob Warrior on the head right Mm -hmm. there are always people that are going to be looking for something to say why because the you know anonymity of the the metaverse you can say stupid things and Nobody will listen. (laughs) Yeah. And why? Because nobody can get to you and smack you in the face. And that was dumb.
2: You mean like uh, Mike Tyson did that dude on the airline?
3: Yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's awesome. There's this guy right behind Mike Tyson. Oh, wow, it's Iron Mike. Bah, 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 bah. Just keeps going and going. Starts talking about how he lost to different people. There's Mike Tyson. Bow! Right on the side of this dude's dome. <laughs> Best ever! Shayna Basler actually tweeted it and said, this is what happens when you finally get confronted by somebody not afraid to hit you in the face.
3: Yeah. And she's right. There ain't enough people getting hit in the face nowadays. <laughs> There's not. Oh, for the record, stand?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh...
3: Hold on. Five million. Five That's million my minutes. rune count in 40 minutes.
2: Oh, uh, you suck. What? Where are you at? Were you in that uh, Mogwin, whatever?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five if <you're>, million. <laughs> if you're curious,
2: you're probably not, because you're probably playing it, too. Brian and I have been playing Elden Ring since it came out. Brian, of course, has beaten the game. He's in his new game plus. Meanwhile, here I sit at level 70, still without enough great runes to get to where I want to be. I watch all these cool videos on YouTube, places to farm. All of them, I have to be past where I'm at.
3: It's bullshit. Actually, no... You don't. You should be able to get to where I'm at relatively early.
2: Yeah, I have to um, take the cloth and soak it in the maiden's blood.
3: Well, no, yeah, but you can go another way. You All can right. get here. Yeah, there's there's a lift. In Kalid. Yeah, that'll should take you to this location.
2: <clears throat> that's the one I don't have enough great runes to get up. No, that's Gunner, like the Altus uh, Plateau. Now I'm confused.
3: Yeah, yeah. Caled is the in that the desert area.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Altus is a little bit north.
2: Hmm. As I scroll through the
3: Elden Ring wiki. I think you can get here. Maybe not. No, never mind. Take take it back. No, you can't. Ha ha. Soak <laughs> that cloth. Soak that cloth.
2: <laughs> Kill the maiden.
3: <laughs> I mean, if you do it right, it take you 20 minutes. You should have been here by now. 20 minutes. Do you want to know how many hours
2: I have on this stupid game? It's I over mean, 60 hours.
3: Oh, that's nothing.
2: Yep, yep. Matthew McConaughey's out there right now. Those are rookie numbers.
3: 156.
2: Get out. Jesus.
3: <laughs> so, look, so I will say this. I went and fought uh, one of the guys that, that almost made me quit the game today. <laughs> uh, I fought him in my in my first playthrough. Took me a long time to do. Pissed me off. I almost gave up. So
2: who today, is this
3: guy? General Rodon. Oh, okay. Today, first attempt, new game plus. I roll the I roll them and the battle's over in about a minute. <laughs> Damn. Ah. What were you using? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> uh so I think they've nerfed the battle, which to me sucks. But after knowing like how to do it, cuz there's kind of like you have to do certain things. And so, it, was there a specific weapon
2: that
3: you're using, though? No, I, no, I use I use the normal my normal weapon. I don't even know if I really attacked him much because it's one of these battles where you get to call in um, uh, other NPCs. Yeah, the, I mean, I'm not kidding you. They literally decimated this dude, and. <laughs> I don't I didn't I didn't get with so many hits in. I I think he the second part of the battle because it's a two part battle. In like fifteen seconds we were going to the second part. And I don't know what it was. I don't I don't know if it was a a glitch or or what, but I didn't really get to lay too much on him. <clears throat> So, now might be your time to go after General Radon.
2: Well, if I can get past where I'm at, that'd be super. I'm looking through the walkthrough, and I don't read the walkthroughs because I'm not really trying to do all of that, but I just use it as kind of a general guideline, right? Mm -hmm. So, I've gone through Stormvale Castle.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I haven't finished Raya Lucaria Academy. Mm-hmm. I have no idea where the Volcano Manor is. I've been to Lendo, the royal capital. I haven't mm-hmm. been to the crumbling or Azula. I
0: mm-hmm. haven't
2: been to the Halig Tree. or I have been to, to. No, I haven't been to Capital Ash. I've been to Castle Morn. Beaten that. Uh, Ruin Strewn Precipice, the one where I've beat the uh, stupid uh, worm, magma worm. Beat that. So. I've been to these weird spots that are kind of strewn throughout, but it's not in order of any type. But I got this cool weapon. It's like it's like a mini lightsaber. for It's a fist weapon, but mm-hmm. it's a faith weapon, and it's like a light that goes about from your forearm all the way to about not quite as long as the claws that look like Wolverine's claws.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But you got to have like 24 faith to use this properly. It looks awesome. It sounds awesome when it hits somebody, but it doesn't do it like it damaged because I'm not properly uh, statted for Leveled. it. Leveled. Yeah.
3: Pisses me so off listen. to no end. Yeah, but right about now, though, you need to stop what you're doing. You need to get that bloody cloth. You need to start getting some XP farming going. Yeah. And then one more million. I'm at six now.
2: <laughs> so that was what, fifteen minutes? If that?
3: If uh, that? If <laughs> that? <laughs> and that's slow. That's slow. I mean, I'm just, I'm just running up and down the hill. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, are you using the uh, the gold pigeon
2: foot or whatever the hell it is? No. Uh uh-uh. So you're doing it without yeah yeah damn okay i
3: I mean to me it's I do it sometimes but right now it's one less thing I gotta keep track of you know what I'm saying so I'm just running down the hill get my xP running back up the hill
2: well I've got the <clears throat> I've got a a warrior that is level seventy. And I've got a confessor that I think is level fifty.
3: Mmm. Yeah. See, I, I just went straight level one. Oh, so with, you took uh,
2: the uh, the wretch? Yeah. Huh. And the
3: reason why is because I wanted to be able to put the points where I wanted them to go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And here I am. I think I'm 250 right now. Uh, so where did I'll you level. where did you take your first major,
2: your first leveling up? Where did you put them?
3: The boulder roll.
2: Levels. The boulder. So anyway, rolls.
3: so no, all right. So when I started, um, there was a level up fast guide, right? Mm-hmm. In like a half an hour, right? So I did that, and after that, um, so when you first spawn, or you come out of the first cave, right? Right. And you go uh, to your first site of grace outside of the church, right?
2: Yeah. Where, where meet you meet the uh, White uh
3: Well, yeah, you're like beside the little encampment.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, that one. So I started there and I just leveled some. And I was just, you know, I would kill them. The ones I could save, rinse, repeat. And after that, I found the boulder which is over. In,
2: That's the dragon barrel
3: one. Yeah. 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 Over in Caled by lens rise. I did that. I uh, realized that was just way too slow. And then after that, I, I came here where I'm at now. And this is, you know, the best farming spot. It was slower when I was doing it when I first got here because I had to kill each individual one. And then after you beat the game, you get... uh, uh, Hold on. You pick up the Sacred Relic Sword and its special ability shoots out this, like, wave of flame that just literally rolls down the hill and kills everybody. So... Become a whole lot easier after that. For uh, our listeners that are watching raw
2: at the same time, Oscar making her return to WWE, confronting Becky Lynch currently in the ring. But I'm enjoying this Elden Ring conversation, and I know Rob wouldn't let us do this because he hates a game. He's probably tired of hearing about it, for us. Yeah, yeah. But um, when when did you kill the tree sentinel? Did you go after him right right away?
3: Uh, no. uh Uh-uh. I don't think I killed him until, God, it was quite, it was quite into the, it was quite a ways into the game. And on a whim, I was like, let me go back and just see how I stack up against this guy. Mm -hmm. And I killed him.
2: Wow. Did you use summons or anything?
3: Oh, yeah, I am I always use summons. Um, and, and the reason why is, like, so the creators are like, we want you to play the way you want to play. Right. You know, we want to give you all these tools, and you do with it what you want. And I know some people frown against summons and, you know, all this good stuff, but no, they give it to me. I'm mean, going to use it. That's what I say, use um, it.
0: Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST.
3: Um, I even still do it now. Um, if I look at YouTube or Twitter or, you know, Twitch or, you know, whatever, and the Elden Ring video pops up, and it's something that strikes my fancy, I'll save it and then when I get a chance I'll go I'll go get it. Right? So I mean I was doing the um Commodore uh Death Star laser beam uh finish before they nerfed it. Right? Right. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's the one that that was literally just ripping through Everything. So you get like ten seconds is like a fucking oh, I almost said it. I think mm-hmm. I did something. Might have caught myself. Anyway, so it was like uh before it was nerfed, it was like the Death Star. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. you could take bosses, high end bosses, and if you position them just right, the fight was over. I mean that's how that's how powerful this thing was. And I think that was the first major spell I went for. And then I went for a sword. And after that, once I hooked those up, you know, anything now is just, well, let's see what tickles my fancy. Right. And, I mean, only thing now I'm playing for are achievements. Mm -hmm. I think I have 10 left. Just um, 10. Yeah, just 10. So, two of them are for endings. Two of them are for collecting. And the other six are for bosses and sub-bosses. I think just all sub-bosses. Wow. So, and that's because I got excited in the first go-through, playthrough. And I was like, oh, I'm getting close to the end. Let's just push, push, push. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Instead of slowing down and knocking some more of the sub bosses out.
2: Out of the total of 42, no, 47 available trophies for Elden Ring on PlayStation, I have earned five.
3: Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you go at it this. I mean, I'm constantly playing this game. So. And again, uh, most of them you'll, you'll pop uh, as you move through.
2: Because I've beaten Margit. I've beaten uh, Godric. Uh, the Magma Worm Makar. These names are stupid.
3: <laughs> uh, um, wait till wait till you get the snake one. What? Yeah, yeah, the boss at the volcano manor.
1: Hmm.
3: Now I will give you a hint on that one. When you walk in the boss's room, there's a sword. Right. Right. Get the sword. You happen to die, don't get mad. Go level the sword. Hmm. And that's okay. why I like this the spot I'm at comes in handy. And you may have to farm like the smithing stones and stuff. Right. Like, get it to level ten and go back in, that fight's a whole lot easier.
2: I just got um Yesterday, the crystal sword, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is really awesome." Then I beat the the magma magma worm, and I got the dragon scale. Okay, this is pretty cool. Then I beat another dragon. I just want to. It's just a dragon to me. I don't remember its name. And I got this thing. It's a hammer. It's a colossal weapon. And when uh-huh. you hit them, it's red lightning. Maybe that's the dragon scale. One's the magma blade, and one's the dragon scale.
1: Yeah.
3: I hate the dragons, by the way.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan at
3: all. I, I don't think they should just be able to disappear. Mine disappear, they fly away. Never to Wait, return. What? Hold yeah, yeah, there's up. like hold up,
2: yours disappeared.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's like two or three, right? And I know exactly where they are. Um, but I can get them about halfway, three quarters of the way down, and then all of a sudden they'll like disappear, and I get nothing for the fight.
2: I got. The- and then. Dragon Great Claw. That's what it is.
3: Yeah, I want to smack these dragons around. Seven, by the way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing it until tonight. You're like, screw it. I'm going to go find this place.
2: I'm going to have to. Because the only way I'm going to get to the level I want to be... To really do what I want to do is by getting to that place. Yeah, There's no other way I'm going to be able to do it.
3: Especially – Well, I mean, you could, you could be like some people and figure out the roles and the attacks and, you know, should I roll into the guy or should I roll away from the guy? And then I so I've know.
2: gotten a little bit better at that. You want to know the, 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 the act or the action that I hate in that game? The skill, that's what it is, it's a skill Parry That shit never works for me Like literally Never works Swing out there With my little buckler Whack, and I'm dead
3: Yeah, I don't parry
2: Why why did I even try?
3: Mm -mm. Sword in one hand Staff in the other
2: Usually it's either Sword or or tree spear The tree spear is huge (laughs) I got that up to level 10. That's a that's a bad mamma jamma. That's your go-to when you're on horseback.
3: I don't think I've ever tried that. Normally I just run around and hack them with a sword. <laughs>
2: you really want to challenge yourself on horseback? Use the claws. I mean, you got to be... real, real, real precise (laughs) with how close you get to something.
3: I found something today that looks like, uh, so it's something you would slide over your hand and uh, it's got like this big blade on the bottom of it. It's almost like, so if you had like a pirate that didn't have a hand, you know how they put like the little rounded cap on there? Uh And then on the bottom, it's got this big blade.
2: A veteran's prosthesis.
3: Yes. You got that?
2: No, I'm looking at the wiki. I got Uh the Cypher Pata. That's the thing I was telling you about. And its skill is unblockable blade. So if you have the faith level for it, I mean, if you can't have something blocked by a bad guy, that's perfect, right? And it's worth 500 runes if you had to sell it. So you know it's got some power by itself.
3: There, I sent you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look. So I, I have decided, though, before this game is through, I'm going to experiment quite a bit.
2: Okay. How so?
3: Well, I'm going to try a lightning build. I'm going to try a flame build. I'm going to try like a dark build because there's, um, what's the right weapon in my hand. There's like dark magic. Mm hmm. I'm going to try a dark build. I'm going to try, you know, for poops and giggles, I might try that prosthetic I just showed you and make a bleed build or something.
2: I want to use that Cypher Pata as a two-handed weapon. Like like the like the claws. I'll, that's mm. my next goal. So, if nothing else, even if I never beat this stupid game, if I could start using that, i will be like, yeah, this is awesome.
3: You'll beat it. You're not too far off when I beat it. Uh, I think I was 120, 130. You're not too far off. And some of the sub-bosses would probably give you fits, but that should be able to get you through most they of the main bosses. Fits.
2: You know who I hate fighting? Not the, not the skeletons. Not the dragons as much. Those little gargoyle-looking bastards. <laughs> Those things are vicious. Now, I've gotten to a point where I can pretty well smack them around with a staff. It's no problem. But... I had no idea that they were. That one, I didn't even know they were in the dungeon that I was walking through, and all of a sudden oh, you I hear whack, about whack, whack, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "What fast. the hell is that?" And I'm just, all of a sudden it says blood loss. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and my character's dead, and I didn't even know what it was.
3: I want, I want that. Yeah, so I mean, you ought to start looking at stuff like that, though maybe maybe doing armor. a blood loss character yeah
2: well with the with the armor i got i altered the uh, the armor from the the guy from the warmaster shack
1: mm-hmm.
2: i killed him took his ball bearing and then got his armor and his uh <clears throat> i don't know some weapon it wasn't really all that big of a weapon but then i got the golden needle and altered the armor it looks pretty damn sweet.
3: Yeah. I'm gonna do that too one of these days. Try to get duplicates of the altar. One set. Yeah. Hm.
2: Just don't do what I did and accidentally sell the helmet out of it because I completely forgot mm. I had it.
3: No, I only sell doubles. Doubles.
2: Well, that would mean you've only just now started to do that, then.
3: No. uh, um, Because, like, you can get, you know, let's say off the common characters, you can get doubles. Oh, yeah, Um, like short
2: swords and long swords and stuff, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. Some of the other stuff I've had, um, you could get in the first playthrough, too. But, I mean, it is more now. You have to, uh, I don't really have to be careful, but. Um, it's easy to. If I've run into a dungeon that I've already beaten, you know, beat the first playthrough, mm-hmm. then I can walk away with certain weapons.
2: Did you get the Stormhawk talent?
1: Oh,
3: okay. I, mm-hmm. so I believe yeah, I, I did. That cope, is, you
2: know. yeah, that's from those nasty yes. birds that throw the, uh, the barrels at you.
3: Wait, what is it? What is it?
2: The stormhawk talon, I think, is what it's called.
3: Is it a weapon?
1: Yeah, it's
2: a sword.
3: Sword? Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Let's see here. Let me find it. The warhawk talon. Sorry, Warhawk's
3: warhawk. Talon. Yeah, I do have a warhawk. Yeah.
2: I've got a carry a night sword. I haven't gotten the sword of night and flame yet.
3: You need to. It's easy for him, Although for you, it probably won't help you none.
2: <laughs> no.
3: Because it's an uh, intelligence-based magic sword.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Although there are... Plenty of really good uh, swords out there that uh, you could use also.
2: Apparently, and I told you about this in the the chat the other day, apparently there's websites where you can buy runes. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Would would they have to do like a PvP kind of thing?
3: Oh, I have no clue. The only thing I can think is you would... Um, maybe come into your world like and drop them maybe I don't know
2: <laughs> I know World of Warcraft used to have that and so did Final Fantasy Online because they would have people that would literally just farm it farm it and farm it $3 for $2 million, I don't know <laughs> it saves me a lot of headache and heartache <laughs>
3: that's not worth it man not worth it
2: well, I, the one thing I'll say is this. I, I would I would do it if it wasn't the, you know, just like with like, when you find an action figure you're looking for, that thrill of the hunt, where you finally find that spot where you can sit <coughs> and get runes without doing anything. Those are cool. Like, there's a spot in, um, it's the impassable Great Bridge is the side of grace. You mm. can literally just get on the horse... Jump up something and sit down and hide, like and go into your crouch mode, and then just watch them fight and beat each other up and get about three, four thousand within about 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, but bro, you're talking, you're too small. <laughs> I can get you, I can get you probably, uh, I think it was probably around 40 in maybe three minutes. Jeez. And then if you, if you bring a bow and arrow and get you another uh, 10.
2: Have you ever hit an enemy and knocked him off a cliff? Not like knights and stuff. I'm talking about like a major enemy.
3: Mm-mm-mm. I don't think so.
2: Biggest enemy I've knocked off was one of those uh, T-Rex-looking dogs. Mm-hmm. I hit him with a great sword, and it knocked him backwards. And then he he starts to get his footing, and then he falls. Like he slips and falls off, falls down. It's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> then I was attacked by some knights. After that,
3: hey, you want to guess what's coming next? Eight million. Eight.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: it's that easy, kid. Mm-hmm.
2: So, all right, with, all so this, um, with all this going on, have you picked up 2K22 at all?
3: Oh, yeah. I've had that. I have. I haven't, I well, I haven't played it in a while. Let's put it like that. Usually, I, I go am... back and forth. Oh, I was going to say I'm so engrossed in this right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: The create a wrestler thing is really fun in that. If you want to get super create a wrestler and make yourself, there's an app. You can take a picture of your own face and superimpose it onto your character.
3: Official app? Yes. Wow. <sighs> I'm
2: sure. I'm sure That's you've seen crazy. the. Uh, like, there's, there's probably ads for it on YouTube and stuff. The Creator Wrestlers you have to download now. The Cody Rhodes downloads on there, for example.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They look freaking amazing. And it's because people just uploaded pictures of his face. Found a picture of his tattoo. Uploaded that. The only thing they haven't been able to do is his, uh, his music. But give it time because as popular as he is right now, he's already in Supercard. That took less than two weeks. And now he's probably going to be DLC before the end of the year.
3: Oh, I'm sure. he's probably be in pack number four or whatever.
2: Right. Now, I don't know what's going to happen at WrestleMania Backlash, but right now they're doing everything they can to make it look like he is the top face on, on Raw.
3: So, let me ask you something. Sure. In your honest opinion, right, because it'll probably happen. Right. Do you actually think Cody should be the guy to beat Roman?
2: Hmm. I don't know. As a fan, I'd love it to happen. But Roman has beaten and not just beaten, but conquered every single challenger he's ever had. And if Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar, at the height of his game, can't beat Roman Reigns, as much as I like Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes shouldn't be able to do it. Who does it? I don't know. I really don't. You're probably right. Cody probably wins, but even in that victory... It's not going to be <clears throat> It's not going to be for the for both belts. He's going to win the WWE title. It'll be the runner-up title. But they're going to sell it to Cody. We're going to make you WWE champion. And then they'll continue to focus on Roman as the main champion as the Universal Champion.
3: Well, I mean, you realize that as soon as they do that, Cody's done, right?
2: Well, I mean, it's it's get the moment, <clears throat> excuse me, get the moment, win the title, defend it, what, maybe twice, and then lose the title, fall into obscurity. That'd be the roadmap. That's what they did to pretty much everybody else. Look what they did to Big E.
3: Which is interesting. Yeah, really I, 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 mean, I think Kobe. they turn on them, though, is what I'm saying.
2: Oh, the fans? Yeah. Oh, wow.
3: Hmm. I think they, I think they do what AEW fans did, and they turn on them, and they just start booing them, because then they'll have seen through his BS.
2: Now, do they get? Does he get like the Roman Reigns boos, or does he get the Baron Corbin go away? He?
3: Oh, he'll get the Baron Corbin.
2: <laughs> Damn. <clears throat>
3: And that's when the WWE higher-ups will be like, uh, hey, pal. It's not quite working out the way we expected.
2: We got this idea for you. <clears throat> what do you think about face paint? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
3: I mean, so I li- funny. He, his star is, on, is up there just because mm-hmm. he's a flavor of the month. But I would imagine it's going to fall as soon as they put a belt on them.
1: Well,
2: it depends on the story they tell. If it happens at like yeah, SummerSlam or WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble or something,
3: I agree. With I you. want you to think about this, Dan. Right? So the the, the after what I saw when he came to Raw. Mm-hmm. Right, the universe is behind Roman Reigns.
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: He's probably the the most over guy you got on the roster, which is weird since he's the biggest heel you got. Right, right. But they but love him. He, right, they so love him. Right. Mm-hmm. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and Balor. Ryan Danielson, all, all these guys, right, that for mm-hmm. the last few years could not beat him, And then here comes Cody, right? Here comes the guy that so many years ago was in face paint. They had to leave. And now as soon as he comes back, this is the guy that beats Roman Reigns. So Roman's fans turn on him. Right?
1: Mm -hmm.
3: Boom. And once they turn, the whole audience will turn. Because the Roman fans are going to boo the piss out of him. He won't be a good guy after he beats Roman Reigns. If he does beat Roman Reigns.
2: Well, and at this rate, and it's still super early in his return, but I think think you have a good point. You've really written yourself into a corner. Yeah. Because now, if you don't put Cody as the champion, I think every potential AEW signing looks at that and goes, well, they made Cody just another guy.
3: Nope, we're good. Yeah, but... Here's what you, here's, even if you put the title on Cody, you have mistreated so many oh, of their fa- uh, friends. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it won't matter if you promise them a world title shot. Many of them are simply not going to go back.
2: That's true. Like, I I don't buy into the commentary that FTR has been like, yeah, we were looking into going back. No, they weren't. WWE no, was really no. interested. And they right. were like, no, we're not going That's anywhere.
3: We're, we're loyal to Tony. Right. It was never about FTR was interested. Mm-hmm. The story was the WWE was interested. And, oh, their contracts are up, so-and-so, and they'll get paid the money. and uh, They're making their money now. So when the right. time comes, money is a moot point. The only thing FTR is going to remember are the bow ties. Remember the pictures
2: bow ties and clocks.
3: Yeah. That's what they're going to remember. And they're having the biggest run of any tag team in a very long time. So why should they go back to being a big fish in a small pond when they're big fish in an ocean right now?
2: Right. Right now they're the sharks in the water.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: I mean, there's if you go ba- no denying that.
3: No, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Oh.
2: I was just saying there's no denying that they are the sharks in the water right now.
3: Yes. I mean, as, as, as much as people want to tout how big and strong and powerful the WWE is, mm-hmm. problem with the WWE, when you sign the contract, you're in the WWE. FTR has wrestled in ROH. Uh, Where else? AAA. Any number. Big time. I think big time wrestling has got them. They're all over the place. New Japan is is probably not too far off. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Why would I then go and box myself into? an aquarium one, right now I'm in the ocean. Same thing with Mox. Mox is another one. Oh, when he's up, he he's probably going back to the WWE. Why should he?
2: It depends on what he wants to do to close his career out. Like, I see him as the kind of guy that would be, he would go because it would shock everybody, but not because it's money. He's not motivated by money. If he was motivated by money, he would have stayed. There were they were, he was one of the highest paid people on their roster when he left. I think for sure. him, it's just more of that personal satisfaction kind of thing. And it probably at this stage of the game, what, it,
3: what would it do for his family? Yeah, but Stan, you, you're missing. So for a guy like Mox, mm-hmm. he's already made the money. Oh, yeah. Could he stand and make more? Sure. But now is it, do I want money and sell myself out? Or do I want to do what I enjoy and still make money at it? I'm picking to do what I enjoy and still make money at it, as it once again because he's another one. He then becomes a big fish in a small pond,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and you know, as far as Mox goes, being so close to the end of you know, we're not so close, but getting closer to the age where he's going to be a little bit slower and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. He'll go, they'll try the reunion all because it's going to pop the crowd set the Roman or both of them are going to dime him out. And then he's going to be Roman's whipping boy for about a month or two. And then once again, he's Hey, who's Dean Ambrose. When did he get back here? (laughs) Literally, I, FTR is the same thing. If FTR went back today, do you think they beat the Usos? Probably not.
2: No, they'd have a great match, no doubt. But then Usos would come out on top. Mustafa Ali just made his return on Raw just now, confronting Austin. The- excuse me, Theory. They took away his first name. That's so stupid. <clears throat> For guys like FTR, I don't think it would ever be a money thing. It's a respect thing. It's a principle thing. And I think sure. they felt like they were lied to. Same with the Good Brothers. They'll never go back. They had the money. And then they were lied to. And then they got fired. They literally turned their backs on their friends because they've talked about it during interviews. Bucks were asking us, what are you guys going to do? Well, we don't know. We don't know. AJ comes to him and says, hey, you should, you should stay. They really want to take care of you. Triple H says, "You guys, we're going to prepare, provide for your." Excuse me, I have the hiccups. We're going to provide for your family. What six months later, after they resign, boom, fired. Mm-hmm. Like a guy like Matt Cardona, mm-hmm. he, he would go back. After all he's done, he's proven himself, and I think they would give him probably a good eight month <laughs> run before putting him to the background. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the kind of guy that would probably go back. And that's not a knock on the guy. I just think he would. He says he'd answer the phone if they called.
3: Yeah, but answer the phone and going back are completely different things. Mad Cardona is another one that right now is in a, is in a completely different.
2: Uh, oh, he's out of his mind uh, right now. He is
3: insanely yeah. good
2: right now.
1: Yeah.
3: And that's the problem with him, right? Again, he has been getting nothing but titles. Title, 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 just just showing the entire world how good he is. Right. But he was in the WWE, so he knows Mm
1: -hmm.
3: that eight-month formula. F that. He may not even get that. You know, Brian Myers, to me, yeah, he'd be the guy that goes back. Some of these guys are on a whole different level right now. Very true.
2: You wanna, and going you wanna back to the
3: would, E mm-hmm. would kill them.
2: You know who I think will absolutely never go back? Who? And I know we're not supposed to ever say never. The Hardys—they're never going back.
3: Yeah. After uh, yeah, everything they
2: put Matt and Jeff through over the years, yeah, that ship has sailed. When this run with AEW ends, when this co- contract period ends, they retire. I think they close it out. Now, do I think they'd go back for the Hall of Fame induction? Absolutely. I mean, the Steiners mm.
3: do. But I don't think yeah, they'd but- ever
2: go back for, you know, a Legends
3: run. Yeah, but the, the biggest problem is look what you did to him Look what you did to Jeff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Are you kidding me?
2: Was that three years that they're they're on the hook for right now with AEW?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't know their contracts, but I mean that's that's what you're doing to me. See everybody thinks the money is gonna bring these people in. Right now it's not about the money. It's how you treat people. Right. And the WWE is not treating people for for nothing right now. Mhm. Finn Balor will be next to go.
2: Good point. Finn Balor posted on Instagram. Kind of an interesting post. Sitting on the apron of a ring, and behind him to his right and left are all of the championships he's won throughout his career. And he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look satisfied. He actually looks annoyed. Like unhappy, sad maybe. And I mean, there are so many championships behind him. IWGP, the Universal title, which is kind of odd. I know he won it, but I mean like he only held it for like a day. The NXT titles you know.
3: That's that's fault.
2: (laughs) You know, I'm inclined to agree with you. That buckle bomb probably shouldn't be a thing. All the people that have been hurt from that? Yeah. Just ask Sting. Bang! It's Sting!
1: <laughs>
2: from, the, from the files of Sting, by the way, how do you get to 63 and insane? <laughs> Put some face paint on your face and team with Darby Allin. That's how. Did you see him this past Wednesday?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In the crowd, doing the typical sting mask thing, which, by the way, still shocks everybody when they take the mask off. Love that. Dives off a balcony. Do you think Tony Khan in the back is like Jesus? Stop it! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, somebody pull him aside, tell him to quit doing that. No. He says he says he's he loves it. He's been quoted in interviews saying he'll keep doing it until he can't anymore. Yeah, it's like, like we're watching Terran Terry Funk. Funk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
3: The older he gets, the crazier he gets. <laughs> so, but getting back to Balor, though, right? Not only were there belts, but look at what was on top. The Bull Club, Club was mm-hmm. logo was up there. But listen, you cannot take a guy like, like Balor, right? Prince Debit, who was literally on top of the world right. in New Japan. Take him there. You probably promised him all types of wonderful things. And then you cut his knees out from under him. One of your, mo- one of your more over, over superstars.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Had a great run in NXT. I won't say he didn't. You take him to the main roster where you should be counting on a guy like that. Nope. Let's cut him off at the knees. Just literally cut him off at the knees. I mean, anybody else, right. They went a they win a championship and they have to give it up. Normally he's going to get it back when they come back. Right. right. He didn't even sniff that belt. Or, nope. like, what, a year and a half?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead, they put him in the Intercontinental title run.
3: Yeah. And if you don't think when he goes back to Japan, and that music hits, and out comes Prince Devitt, that place isn't going to go crazy, you're nuts. It's the same thing with, what's his name that just left? Um Kushida? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet you he'll be on the uh, the Forbidden Doors pay-per-view.
2: Oh, I bet we and see you and uh, Alex Shelley team up again.
3: Oh, yeah, you might get into New Japan. Is Sabin still... Uh, so, or, right or now, the, to... the
2: machine guns are still wrestling, but... I could see at least at least at Forbidden Door the Time Splitters teaming back up. Like I said, let's get him against Rapunge Vice. Let's do it.
3: Yeah, Rapunge, Rapunge Vice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it be better is... be four hours long. Oh, dude, I have a feeling it's going to be some crazy amount of time because it starts at six. So that's your. That what in the world am I looking at here? Um. So it starts at six. So you buy it at six, right? Mm-hmm. So your pay-per-view will start at eight, and it'll probably run eleven or twelve Chicago time. Probably be twelve if I know if I, if I know them.
2: Obviously, I figure we'll see the pain maker come back. For this event. Who does he face? I mean hell. He could go against Naito.
3: It's hard to say. Tanahashi.
2: Well actually. While I'm on that subject. Tanahashi and Mox. Have a match coming up. I could see them running that back. For Forbidden Door. Which. uh, Yeah. Let's do that. I'm all in for that. I like Tanahashi. Yeah, I said it earlier today that I didn't have a whole lot of motivation, but when we talk about like stuff as cool as Forbidden Door, it's hard not to be excited about that. There's just so many cool possibilities.
3: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I literally, I had to. I had to. I had to I had to go. I have to go. It's calling me. It's calling me. It's coming for a full circle. You Do know? You,
2: I liken it to being able to see Ric Flair in his prime at a Starcade in the main event for the title.
3: Uh, no. I mean, to me, it's bigger than this, right? It's absolutely bigger than this, right? Wow. Okay. So, I mean, and here's why, right? So... When, when all these guys were in New Japan, I would tell y'all at nauseam, need to watch this match, <coughs> need to watch this match, this is crazy, you need to watch this match, right? right? Buying the Wrestle Kingdoms, subscribed to New Japan World, watching ROH, watching all this stuff transpire. And I would tell y'all, right, you need to watch it, <laughs> you need to watch it, Right, and I know I know y'all didn't want to listen, but I told you. And then all of a sudden, you can't fill a ten thousand seat stadium. Right?
2: Could you imagine if Meltzer had never said that?
3: It may not have ever happened, or it may have, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be what it was. Right?
2: I hate that we have to credit him for that.
3: Oh, but but again, he said it. Right. Mm -hmm. And, oh, yeah, there were doubters. Oh, it can't be done. Oh, it can't be done. We're going to do this. Right? We're going to do this. Mm -hmm. The countdown to midnight. Oh, we got a new Fed. Oh, I'm all in. Like, all automatically. They just show the logo, and I'm in. Right? I mean, to me, and... I don't want to sound corny or, or or crazy. But I have been on this bandwagon before there was a bandwagon. I was all in back in New Japan, mm-hmm. and I don't. I just don't know what it is. To me, I have to go. I have to see AEW in Chicago, where it started. You know, where there's been so many big things. I have to, I want to go see New Japan. I want to go see AEW. I want to see the wackiness of, you know, because remember there was a time New Japan was mad at the Bucks and Omega and Cody and Paige for, mm-hmm. for leaving them. Oh, we're never going to work with them. Change change of management, change of, change of the guy. Well, we're open to the idea.
2: Here's the reality of the situation with AEW. Forbidden Door is history, right? This is a history-making event. We've talked about a supercard-level event for years. And the reality is most new promotions don't make it. They don't get past five years. If AEW holds this year's events and closes their doors, Forbidden Door still takes place and history still gets made. See, you gotta go. If you got a chance to go, you gotta go.
3: Yeah, but uh, but to me this feels... It it just feels like I have to go. Right? Mm-hmm. We've been to StarCades. Right. Um, you know, there's been other pay-per-views we've gone to. But for whatever reason, I... This... This this is my pay-per-view. <laughs> you know what? This is like yeah. my WrestleMania 1. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense because you said it. I mean, you've been on this bandwagon before the bandwagon was really a bandwagon.
3: That's we true. We used to have arguments over this. We would have little tiffs over this. Mm-hmm. I converted... WWE bobbleheads, you know, for this. I I I just don't know, dude. I I saw it. I knew it was coming. I saw it. I was like, <clears throat> I gotta go. I literally have to go. This is this is my This is coming full circle. If that makes sense.
2: Well, I think I think it makes sense. It makes good sense because you're in a situation right now where <clears throat> Wrestling for you wasn't the same when WCW closed their doors.
1: Mm-mm, when they got up,
2: It wasn't the same when TNA opened their doors, because even though they had promise, it just wasn't the same. And sure, Ring of Honor had some great moments. Still, it still wasn't quite the same as what you had with, with, with JCP, with Jim Crockett. So when you get to this, this group of guys, the elite, the Bullet Club, And really, even before the Bullet Club was a thing, these guys were standout talents even before. Mm
1: -hmm. So,
2: as things start to progress, I mean, Kenny Omega and Deep South, nobody was talking about Kenny Omega and Deep South. But Kenny Omega, when he got to the Indies after Deep South, everybody was talking about Kenny Omega back then. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you you get to these points and you're like, no, I want to see what this guy does next. And it just so happens he goes to New Japan and creates the cleaner, which, come on, nobody saw the cleaner coming. Nobody. I don't care how much of a big indie fan you are. You didn't see the cleaner coming. But when he did, everybody's on board.
3: Myself included. You know, though, I, so, as far as Omega goes, (coughs) I think, I think, like, the first, because I didn't really see him in ROH, right? And, of course, nobody saw him uh, when he was in WWE because he was there for, like, what, one day, turned around <laughs> and walked off.
2: Pretty much. I mean, he does his Deep South run. Bill DeMott tells him, hey, you need to go to Japan, or Matt Bloom does. Come back when you got something, kid, kind of thing. And he said, okay, fine, bye. <laughs>
3: see you. And, I, I, I mean, my first, like viewing of Kenny Omega may very well have been either him wrestling the little girl or the blow up doll. Yeah. Like I heard of Kenny, but I don't think at the time I wasn't so, you know, I wasn't that into new Japan. Right. So, you know, it would be watching stuff on YouTube or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I honestly think that was my first, Uh, my first match of Kenny was one of those two situations. And to me, it reminds me a lot of what they used to say about Ric Flair. If you, if you go back and, and listen and watch the old Jim Crockett, there were numerous times that they would allude to the fact that Ric Flair could wrestle a broom and put on, you know, like a five-star match with a broom. You know what I'm saying? With an inanimate object. And Ric Flair was that good back in the day. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's kind of where, where, like, Kenny comes in. Because with the blow-up doll, Kenny's wrestling a blow-up doll. And he puts on a believable match. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever
2: seen the footage of Bryce Rensburg refereeing The Invisible Man versus the Invisible Man.
3: Uh, I think I have
2: best referee work I've ever seen. (laughs) Here's a guy that knows his people. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) I love that shit though. Like that's what makes wrestling fun. And and honestly, I remember seeing that footage of Kenny Omega wrestling the Dolls. Like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah. I remember telling you, I'm like, this is stupid. And then I watched it again. And I start laughing. I watch it again. All right, now I'm starting to get it. Because I, I had to know, right? Anytime you see something that's like that, you got to know. Like, all right, what is it about this? Same thing yeah. with, uh, with Braun Strowman. First comes out in Batista. What are the first thing I said about Batista back in the day? He was clumsy and he was going to hurt somebody. But everybody gets behind him. I'm like, damn, I want to see what this is all about. So I keep watching, keep watching, keep watching. And you just start watching the evolution of a person. Kenny Omega is mm-hmm. the exact same way. Here's a guy that really when he first started was pretty generic. And, and that's not a dig on him. He was just like any other wrestler at that time. Kenny Omega wasn't really Kenny Omega until he gets to Japan. And yes. he does this. He starts doing this this crazy off-the-wall stuff that no one else is doing. Nobody else is doing that. The hand grenade incident in Shikara happens after this. The Invisible Man wrestling happens after this. It doesn't mean Kenny Omega started comedy wrestling. Let's not go stupid with it. But the bottom line here is that Kenny Omega was doing something different. And it, I, I admit it. I, I was slow on the uptake on it. But when the cleaner comes out, holy shit. You got a guy that you can mm-hmm. sink your teeth into. Because it's mm-hmm. like this. It's like it it, it, sat, it pushed all the buttons for me. I'm a huge Goodfellas Sopranos fan. So it pushed like the mafia thing for me with the cleaner. <laughs> And then you see him just start wrestling, and I'm like, holy cow, this guy's just on a different level. And then his matches with Okada, of course. If you weren't convinced before then, you see his matches with Okada, you're like, yeah, this might be the greatest wrestler to ever live. Next to Okada, because I think Okada might be that guy. And I'm an HB, HBK diehard. It takes a lot for me to say that, but I'm, I am. There's When you look at in-ring work, I think Okada might be the best that ever did it. In ring? In ring. I'm not talking promos and, and character and sports entertainment, because that'll that'll probably always be Shawn Michaels to me. Although CM Punk mm. promo wise is pretty damn close. Um but oh in the ring, Okada might be the best to ever do it. Him, Danielson, Omega. I mean that I, I wouldn't even say that. And I liked Bret Hart's wrestling, but I don't think Bret Hart was up to Kenny Omega and and Okada's level at his his top.
3: Mm. Mm. That might would have to be a conversation to have another day.
2: So, I wanted to point this out, and it is not wrestling related. Well, it kind of is. But I had a deep cuts moment the other day. So you know how you're flicking through Netflix, trying to find something to watch because you're you're bored, and it gives you this things you might like or suggested things. Well, one of the things it suggests to me is Guardians of Justice. Have you seen this yet, Brian? Uh-uh. Uh, a director by the name of Adi Shanker, and if I mispronounce that, I apologize. Puts this this mini series together, and it's basically a. A Watchmen meets Justice League meets Avengers meets anime show. Its lead role is Marvelous Man. Obviously Superman. And (laughs) it opens in the most shocking of ways. And then the lead next to him is Diamond Dallas Page playing the role of a character known as Nighthawk. Now, in the first two episodes, if you look at my Twitter yesterday, in the first two episodes, I'm in the middle of episode two, and I put out there, "How the hell did Guardians of Justice get greenlit?" <laughs> because I'm like, this seems like amateur film. It's like I can't figure out what the hell these guys are doing. And then I'm, you know, I find myself like two more episodes in, and I'm like, oh, I I can't turn this off. I gotta <laughs> see how this ends. So I just start finding that it's the perfect mix. It's nineteen eighties like pop culture, and it, it ties in like it really pulls hard and leans hard into the Watchmen ideals. So without getting story spoilers, and I won't do that, you really do find yourself in a position where you're like, you go from what the hell is going on to what the hell will happen next. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's insane. I, I don't know what what. This guy was on when he first did it. Like, if he was just a lot of drugs, or he was really drunk, or both. But I was impressed. I was really impressed. And it it turns out pretty cool at the end. Like I said, it leans hard into a lot of different tropes. But it's definitely worth a shot. It's worth checking out. Guardians of Justice.
3: You say so, man.
2: You know the funniest part of it? The tweet that I put out there that said, uh, how the hell did this get greenlit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the director liked it, <laughs> <laughs> and I that's I that had to go back in today, and I was like, "Hey, look, thanks for liking my tweet. Appreciate that." But I wanted to clarify, I was only two episodes in, <laughs> because like at first I'm like, "This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen," and then I just find myself watching the the rest of the series, and like, "No, this is pretty damn good."
3: <laughs> well, that's how it happens sometimes.
2: That in uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Get a chance to watch that on uh Netflix, it's pretty good. That one didn't get its didn't get a rightful finish though. They just stopped mid
3: season. Or they ended it.
2: Yeah, they, yeah. they cancelled it. Yeah. Which sucks.
3: Yeah, considering it was supposedly doing pretty good.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was all about.
3: <clears throat> uh, who knows? Who knows? Ugh, big Brian, money, what do we got money. coming up
2: this Wednesday on Dynamite? We've got Oh nothing special. Oh wait. We've got F T R versus F T R with CM Punk doing commentary. Dax oh, wow. Harwood Cash Wheeler in the qualifying for <clears throat> qualifying round for the Owen with CM Punk on commentary. It's like the Bret Hart money's Appreciation Society. <laughs> you said your money's on Dax.
3: Yeah.
2: Nah. Nah, Cash Wheeler.
3: No. It's Cash. I didn't get the two of them mixed up, did I? No. Hardwood just wrestled Punk in that great match. He did. He did.
2: He had a tremendous match, which means Cash has something to prove. And these guys... Okay, so I, I see this ending one of two ways, and we'll close out with Cash this. is going down. I think Cash is going to win. Either Cash wins, or... The bucks interfere and beat the shit out of both of them
1: because
2: mm. who's been taunting FTR the bucks and who's been taunting the bucks aside from the Hardys on BTE which is hilarious <laughs> Need to watch that one by the way Get, make that happen today
3: Yes I'll watch it tomorrow
2: <laughs> today's BTE I won't I won't spoil it, but the Hardys are basically taunting the bucks. And then they, they do it multiple times throughout. So it's, it's priceless. But I watch the, it the Bucks and FTR have been going back and forth. Um, and I'm figuring that the Bucks, they're not going to let FTR have their Bret Hart appreciation night. They're going to interrupt it. And we'll probably yeah, see Bran Cutler and the Bucks. The Bucks. Against, well, and that's why I think that they're going to keep this moving. I think they want to keep, and I can't say I blame them. I mean, you, you keep having great matches, you got to keep their feud going.
3: No, no, no. no. Yeah, but that's not AEW style. FTR will get uh, Jungle Boy and Dilaposaurus or Diposaurus. <laughs> or... God damn it. Dilaposaurus. It's Luchasaurus. Oh, yeah, that guy.
2: Wrestling's best dinosaur. Only dinosaur, yeah, yeah. but best.
3: When Jungle Boy lays him out. Oh, God.
2: I want to <laughs> see that it's so happening. bad, and yet I don't, it's because happening. I don't want to see Luchasaurus get fired.
3: <laughs> it's happening. Because you know that's what's
2: going to happen. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. How long can Luchasaurus stay on contract after that?
3: Christian is in his ear.
2: See, I okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that thinks that. I think Christian's the guy that pulls, that puts him in that position, too. He's like, you don't need this guy. He's pulling you down. Yeah.
3: It already happened the other night. As Christian comes out after he loses, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Whatever. He's okay.
2: Yeah, he's in his ear the whole – yep, you're right. You're right. So I imagine we'll see Samoa Joe in one way, shape, or form. CM Punk, obviously, is going to be on commentary – Uh, Adam Page could come out there, maybe have a little interaction with Punk, solidify that for Double or Nothing. We haven't had it confirmed yet, most likely, but not confirmed.
3: Oh, I think Um, Punk is center stage of the poster.
2: And uh, the ladder match, Brian it's Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. Who do you got for this one?
3: Oh, Lord have mercy. You know it's going to be Sammy mean,
2: we get to see Ty Conti. Just saying.
3: I don't Just care. Just What? I'm not a perv like the rest of y'all that are.
2: Oh, is that right?
3: Is that. Right? show up and y'all go goo-goo. Goo-goo for Gaga. <clears throat> really? That's right. I said it.
2: I mean, Becky Lynch looks like Lady Gaga right now. Just saying.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> Just to say it ain't so.
2: <laughs> Becky Gaga. All right, somebody's got to call her that. Now it's been done. It's, it's been sad. It's got to get out there. All right, well, that's, that's going to do it for us uh, for this week's episode. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. And, hey, thanks for humoring us as we ran through some Elden Ring talk. I know we always handle the wrestling really well, but, uh, hey, sometimes you got to dip outside your uh, your sandbox and see what else is out there.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, keep your eyes open for the new – WWE uh, cards by Panini, I think it is. Yeah, yeah,
2: I did see a box of those the other day. The OPC things <coughs> are out there too. Um, the what? The it's OPC, I think is what it's called. It's the new oh, 2022 yeah, yeah. edition of cards that they're coming out with. AEW cards are out there. I've started to start to sort through some of mine. um I'm a lot further from a full collection of any of them than I thought I was. Which is sad, because I have a lot of doubles.
3: You bring me the one I need, and I'll help you out.
2: No, I got it set aside for you, so it's it's yours. I've got like six of them, so you won't have any problem getting one.
3: And then I just need one more.
2: Now that one, I have... I want to say I've got the gold one of that, but I don't think I do. I, I have to look again. It's 30 and 60, right?
3: Uh, Twenty no, and sixty. Twenty
2: and sixty. Okay, I'll look again tonight. Hey, catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C two C. He's out this evening, but he'll be back next week. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C two C. V L A D D R A G O O L C two C. And then catch up with me at Stan Grub everywhere, and then at C two C Radio Show for the show and C two C dot com. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week, and who knows? Maybe by next week, Brian <laughs> will be one step closer to his goal for tickets.
3: Mm-mm. Not till May six.
2: Ah, still got a few days. Well, <laughs> we'll find out. Have a great night, everybody.
3: We'll see you. Twenty three.
0: Twenty three million.
3: No, twenty three. Lo-